Well, hello, my fellow weirdos. How is everyone? I hope everyone is having a wonderful Friday. So, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. A few weeks ago, I did a collab with the wonderful, wonderful podcast, A Little Wicked. And me, Kayla and Lexi all agreed that we would feed drop each other's respective episodes on our respective feeds. So today is not a Horror House episode. Though I will be present, Kayla and Lexi are going to regale you with two sublimely spooky stories. So all that's left from me is stay spooky and Kayla and Lexi, the floor is yours. Hey, it's Kayla. And it's Lexi. And today we have a very special guest, um, Dom from Horror House. So Dom, why don't you tell us a little bit about your show and, you know, where to listen to you. Hello, hello everyone. Um, So you can find Horror House on all good uh, podcasting platforms. On Instagram, you can find my show um, at horrorhouse underscore pod. Same on Twitter. On Facebook, um, you can find it on horrorhouse pod as well uh so yeah if you like anything a bit morbid if you like true crime if you like unexplained then horror house is the show for you plus you get that dry british humor as well so you expect <laughs> a lot of sarcasm and a lot of sass and a lot of very deadpan deliveries of jokes we love it <laughs> yeah uh we recommend like checking him out we just did um an episode with him which he'll have out um soon and it was it, it was like what like a head scratcher it was it was different it was really liked it yeah it was a lot of fun uh but today um we have many parts from both Lexi and I so Lexi why don't you start us off Yes. So um, I am actually going to be covering a, I feel like Kayla and I switched this time. Kayla's covering the paranormal and I'm covering the uh, unsolved true case. So I'm going to be talking about a case. You guys might've heard of it called who put Bella in the witch elm. I've heard of it, but I've not read up on it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I know of it, but I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So it's, it's a really interesting one. Um, On April 18th, 1943 in Worcester, England. Did I get it right? Nice. Okay. (laughs) Four young boys were out searching for bird nests when they came across a large witch elm that they believed would be perfect for birding. But when one of the boys, Bob Farmer, climbed up the tree, he noticed it had a hollow trunk with a human skull nestled inside. Oh, shit. Farmer initially believed it to be an animal skull until he picked it up to investigate and discovered it had human hair and teeth. That's where I would keep a human skull. I I can't imagine being like, oh, cool, a raccoon skull, and you pick it up, and it's a human head, and you're like 12. Like, I'd be like, oh. Uh. Yeah. I'd be like, you're going so, on my bookshelf. That. Yeah. So the four boys initially took off without reporting their discovery as they were illegally trespassing on the Hagley estate, which belonged to Lord Cobb- Cobham. It's spelled like Cobham, and like Lord Cobham is probably the most British-looking name I've ever seen. That's pretty British. Plot twist, Lord, it's Cobham. Lord Cobham. It's- <laughs> yes, that's very British to be I fair. I like it. So, And uh, 
They they did not want to get in any trouble. I think they were like 14 or 13 when this happened. Oh, yeah. um, so kind of an understandable kid thing is don't tell anybody because we were somewhere we weren't supposed to be. Yeah. But the youngest boy, Thomas Willits, felt overwhelmingly uncomfortable with their discovery and soon told his parents about the remains the boys found in the witch elm. This launched an investigation as to the identity of the body discovered and who, why she was placed in the hollow trunk of the tree. The identity of the unfortunate girl, although Mysterious Graffiti has referred to her as Bella, and her killer are still unknown to this day. Ooh. Okay. When yeah. when was this? So again? This the body was discovered in the forties, I believe. Yeah. Oh, uh nineteen forty three. So police investigation of the remains recovered a lot of evidence with the unknown woman's remains. Her skull still had hair and almost a full set of teeth, a nearly complete skeleton, a gold wedding ring, some scraps of clothing, and the remains of her hand was found a distance from the tree itself. A piece of taffeta fabric was discovered in the mouth of the skull, which led investigators to believe that her cause of death may have been intentional suffocation. James Webster, the man who performed... Yeah, that I thought was very interesting. And taffeta is... um, uh, it's, It's a very thick... Mm-hmm. Um, dense fabric. Okay. Uh, you can. Uh, I think taffeta is used very commonly in like corset fabric because it's not very stretchy and it kind of holds you in very well. Um, so it's interesting as to like why that would be used and why it would have been found in her mouth. But James Webster, the man who performed the forensic investigation on the skeleton, determined that the remains belonged to a female who had been deceased for at least eighteen months, estimating the time of death in the year nineteen forty-one. He also made the assessment that the body would have to have been placed into the trunk of the tree shortly after death, as once rigor mortis set in, the body would not have fit in the narrow trunk of the hollow tree. And rigor mortis onset usually occurs within two to six hours after death and begins with the face and spreads downward to the rest of the body over the course of about four to six hours. So I actually always thought it started in the feet for some reason. I thought it worked its way up. I yeah. didn't realize it was an up-down process. So I, I didn't know it started anywhere specific. I thought it was just it starts where it starts. I, I think there's certain factors that can affect that. Like I think the environmental factors can alter like how quickly mm-hmm. it's, it sets on and kind of where it starts. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I think there are some <laughs> factors that can affect rigor mortis. Um, Unfortunately, in spite of all the evidence that could have been used to identify the body, the country was in the middle of the Second World War, in which so many people were reported dead or missing that it was difficult to efficiently and accurately cross-reference missing persons records to determine the victim's identity. And as far as the victims that could be referenced, none of them appeared to match the evidence or identification markers recovered at the scene, and even went so far as to contact dentists from across the country for assistance in identifying the skull based on the dentition. Unfortunately, this turned out to be fruitless as well. So even though they had a full set of teeth, they weren't able to match her dental records with with anything across the country. That's mad. Yeah, which is nuts because what a gold mine to have a a full set of teeth because that's such a good way to identify. So a year later in 1944, a mysterious message scrawled onto the wall on Upper Dean Street in Birmingham read, Who put Bella in the witch elm? Hagley Wood which provided investigators with new leads as to, you know, they had a name to go by, Bella. Yeah. No one knows to this day who put the graffiti on there, by the way. Is it? Like, I was about to say, is it still there? But it probably wouldn't be, would it? I 
don't know. Like, I don't know if maybe they kept it as evidence and it's just stayed up. Actually, maybe I wrote that down later in this. I can't remember. Um, but I think I talked more about <laughs> I'm the graffiti. Gun, let, me check, <laughs> let me see if I answer that question. <laughs> so nobody could figure out who exactly wrote the graffiti on the wall. And since then, similar graffiti has also popped up near the Hagley estate, usually scrawled on the Hagley obelisk near where the body was found. A few theories arose uh, in the following years as to which Bella the body may have belonged to. One was a prostituted woman named Lou Bella, a woman allegedly killed by Jack Massop, whose name was unknown. A German spy named Clara Barley, a Dutch woman named Clarabelle Dronkers, or an anonymous woman killed in some kind of occult ritual. So those were one, two, three. Let's say Lou Bella killed by Jack Massoff, German spy, Dutch woman. And I think it's four, four different yeah. possible Bellas. Yeah. So the first one, Lou Bella, or simply Bella, was a woman who often worked by the streets of Hagley Road and had disappeared three years prior to the body discovery in the Witch Elm. This has never been confirmed, but the names do match, and she was usually seen near the area where the body was recovered, and her disappearance lines up with the estimated death date of the body's remains. The next one is Jack Massop's anonymous woman. A statement made in 1953 by Uma Massop, the ex-wife of Jack Massop, gave a statement to police alleging that her ex-husband confessed to putting a woman in the witch elm with a Dutchman named Van Ralt one night while they were out drinking. The two men met a drunken woman who passed out and allegedly put her in the trunk of a hollow tree in hopes to scare her straight when she woke up. However, the anonymous woman would never escape the hollow tree trunk and Massop began having terrifying visions of a woman staring at him through his window at night. These hallucinations landed him in a mental hospital where he would die before the body was recovered from the witch elm. Oh, God, that's what... Can you imagine? I don't like that. That one really got me. That one really got me because that is... That almost to me is like, there it is. You know, um, you know, there it is. But the account is considered controversial by investigators because the statement wasn't offered to police until 10 years after the discovery of the woman dubbed Bella in the witch elm. So who's to say that, you know, she just kind of maybe maybe made it up or he made it up um, based on the evidence. But I think if not, I think if it is genuine and it just took her a while to come forward with it, I almost think that those first two accounts could be the same woman. Yeah. So, and then the the next one, Clara Clara Barley, a German spy. Joseph Jacobs was a German spy executed in London on August fifteenth of nineteen ninety one. He had injured himself after parachute after a parachuting accident left him with a broken ankle, and he was taken in by English forces, where it was discovered he had a photo of a woman named Clara Barley, a cabaret singer slash actress, which he claimed was his lover and was being trained as a German spy and that she was also being parachuted to England. However, she had gone missing, and it was never confirmed whether or not she ever got to England in the first place, let alone how she would have ended up in a tree. No remains of a parachute were found at the scene. Also, her name wasn't Bella, or anywhere close to it, um, unless the name she used as a spy potentially was Bella. So that that theory, I think, is a bit outlandish. The idea that yeah, she parachuted yeah. into a tree. Yeah. Um, it might explain the taffeta because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, taffeta might be used to reinforce um, uh, certain parts of parachutes. But again, I feel like w- why would the rest of the parachute not be found at the scene? And how did part of the parachute yeah. get in her mouth? And like, what are the chances of you landing in a tree? 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then landing in such a way that you're stuck there. Yeah. So that one, I'm not, that one I don't buy. You, um, the got, next one is Clara. Got, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Right, you've got to be like the unluckiest person in the world to land in a tree and then get stuck. <laughs> The opposite of like the Alcatraz escape <laughs> yeah. look. Like that's the exact opposite. Then have the parachute in your mouth. Like that exactly. doesn't. <laughs> so the next one is Clarabella Dronkers, who was a Dutch woman killed by German spies during World War II for allegedly, quote unquote, knowing too much. But not enough evidence has surfaced to connect Clarabella with the body discovered in the Witch Elm definitively. And then the last one, possible cult sacrifice. Which I have a question mark to, because it's a little bit of an outlandish theory. This most strange theory that surfaced in 1945 was that due to the hand being separated from the rest of the corpse, it is believed by some that Fella was sacrificed in a ritual called the Hand of Glory, in which a hand is separated from a hanged person and ritually pickled or turned into a candle in order to bear supernatural powers, namely unlocking any door one may come across without needing a key. Both of you are making fantastic faces, <laughs> faces as soon as I said pickled. She can't open that door without her hand. It's pickled. <laughs> As soon as I said, like, oh, the hand is ritually pickled, both of you went, oh. (laughs) Pickled fingers. Mm -hmm. Or turned into a candle. No. (laughs) It's Um, still no. Yeah. What does, what what even is a pickled hand? Am I just being really dumb? Like, what what does that even mean? Probably just, like, putting it in a jar with, like, vinegar and, like, Yeah, my guess is is brining it. it. Yeah, putting it in a jar with, like, salt and vinegar and, like, like brining spices. How would, uh, okay, second question. How, (laughs) how do you make a hand a candle? Like, I've seen the things where you stick your hand in wax and then it makes a candle that way, that way, and it's pretty cool. But I don't think it's the same thing. I do know that one of the ways to make a candle, um, just because I know that this is a fun fact about the way they used to make um, Hanukkah candles. Um, they kosher use hands. was using animal fat. No, not using hands. Using animal <laughs> fat. Using animal fat from a kosher animal. And so my guess is, I. But hands aren't fatty, so this is really out there. Yeah. Is that you could potentially yeah. melt the skin and the subcutaneous fat, and somehow burn it. And I say like that might be like candle? a tea light. But that's it's not going to be a candle. Yeah, I don't know. But that's um, that is my best guess. But yeah, fun fact: candles at some point in history were made out of animal fats um, and tallow and lard. Very interesting. But I, I don't know. That's my best guess as to how the heck you would turn it into a candle. Because otherwise, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sold um, on that one. No, yeah, that's me not neither. Doing a lot um, <laughs> for me, gonna... this. This theory falls a little flat because the hand of glory ritual usually requires the hand of a criminal. And for the hand to be separated, being the one that committed the crime. So, like, if you stole a bag of money from the bank with your right hand, it's got to be your right hand. Mm. Uh, the body uncovered has not been determined to be that of a criminal, nor one that was tried legally and executed, but killed in a hidden uh, and outside of the legal process. The ritual states specifically that the hand should be taken from a victim after they are hanged to death while the body is still hanging. <laughs> Fun. Fuck it out. Yeah. You just got to come up at the gallows and be like, pardon, <laughs> I, think, I need this. So I you just, just stay still. Thank like, you. Just go up and yeah, like, just... I, know, I know that you're going through a, a bit of a time now, right now, but <laughs> I, I just need, I just need your hand. I just, and I'm sorry. I know that you're in a bit of a predict i need your hand i i know you're in a pickle but <laughs> I, hear me out guys 
I know you're a bit tied up right now, but can I have a hand? <laughs> that was a twofer. It just reminds me of um, that that that, that sort of thing. It reminds me of um, Toy Story, where it's like, Buzz, can you give me a hand? Yeah, and he throws his arm. <laughs> That's what I thought of. So. About the the body was also determined not to have any injuries consistent with hanging, and the hand was still found unused at the scene. Um, it was not pickled, and it was not made into a candle. Gold star. It was just separated and. from her body. Yeah. So um, to this day, it's unknown who Bella is and why she was put into the witch elm. Uh, and then I want to know, like, what do you guys think? Like, what theory seems most likely? Or do you have a different theory as to what happened to Bella? What was her cause of death again? They estimated that it might have been intentional suffocation because the taffeta That's fabric right. was found in the I jaws of I don't think it was skull. intentional. That's what it was. Because... Oh my god! Don't die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just accidentally bumped my desk. That was not an earthquake. I'm okay. <laughs> the look of terrify on your face is it's, quite spectacular. <laughs> it's impossible unless like your hands are tied up to like suffocate yourself like that because your brain overrides and it's like no, we're dying, stupid! Like take it out of your mouth. Like that's why it's kind of impossible to like drown yourself unless there's something holding you down. So I think oh, she was I- just murdered. I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's what they meant by intentional suffocation is that somebody else suffocated her. I thought you meant like self-suffocation. I thought that's no, what my brain I, heard. Cause I'm, I can see why you would think that. But I'm glad we rolled I'm, out that possibility, too. Because <laughs> now that you bring it up, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I'm having a day. <laughs> I think I think the definitely the parachuting theory is like the wildest one. Yeah, that may be the ritual killing just because like they didn't they didn't do anything with the hand so i mean they if they rich if they attempted to ritually kill her they gave up halfway through doing the hand of glory ritual so that one seems unlikely yeah. the parachuting into a tree also seems yeah. unlikely i do happen to think that the first two theories are the most likely that a man and his friend anonymously killed a woman and that woman happened to be lubella because um if she was wearing a corset i imagine that taffeta fabric could have been found on her person but also allegedly these men just plopped her in the tree they didn't actually kill her they just wanted to scare her but if everybody was drunk i'm questioning how accurate that was maybe yeah. they, maybe they did kill her and he was just like oh if i pretend it's an accident yeah. i will not feel guilty or you know i i won't have to go to jail for as long i'm not sure yeah i i think i would go with that theory as well i think that mm-hmm. that one holds the most weight for me the 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 parachuting one is outlandish i, I just can't I, I, I just you have so many like you have so many changes you can make <laughs> you if you see yourself approaching like the hollow trunk of a tree like they've got things to yeah, steer yeah. the parachute like yeah. what you do like oh no and just like in <laughs> <high> position <laughs> like, like i feel like at least at least you can like spread out to make sure you don't mm-hmm. end up that's, in the tree would, trunk, you, you would do you something, know. wouldn't you? You wouldn't just sort of yes. look at the look at the tree coming closer and closer, and you would be like, and you you're just like, yeah, sure, I should probably do something. <laughs> right. Get rid of the parachute <laughs> yeah. right. after taking oh, a bite rats. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that theory, I absolutely, I I don't think that one holds any water, no, pretty much. No. And and the the cult one doesn't seem to hold. 
that much weight because they didn't do anything. If they did something with the hand, I would be a bit more inclined to mm-hmm. not dismiss that one so outright. But I think because nothing really happened in the aftermath of that, it, that, that one doesn't seem that feasible. Yeah. And the only thing is I couldn't figure out whether they determined that her hand was separated from her body post-mortem or um, before she was killed. Because I think certainly if it was done before she was killed, that definitely points to foul play. But again, if these men's stories to be believed and they were just drunk trying to scare a woman and put her in a tree trunk... You know, how would she lose a hand in that process? Yeah. So my guess is that maybe as she began to decompose, maybe an animal moved it. But I'm not sure. But it definitely wasn't pickled and it wasn't a candle. Did they say if it was like cut, like clean or I couldn't find in in my sources, I couldn't find the specifications as to the hand being removed. I don't know if either it was too decomposed to tell. Um, or if they mentioned whether it was removed pre or post-mortem and I just happened to overlook it. Um, but I wasn't able to see a specification as to when they believe the hand was separated from the body. Because even in the hand of glory ritual, technically that is still separated post-mortem. You know, they're, they're still hanging. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But they are dead. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's uh, that stumped me a little bit, that one. Not going to yeah. lie. And the other thing, too, is, is the graffiti. Who I didn't even oh. realize. <laughs> is, is that's what gets me about the graffiti is who how did the graffiti artists know that they were know that it was a woman named Bella? You know, how did or did they just give her that name? Was it just somebody? I was gonna who's say when might be her name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. know. Maybe that's just like somebody going, Hey, watch, I wanna mess up this whole thing. Who put Bella in there? And it's like yeah, oh, my name's I mean, Stacy. I don't know, maybe maybe the maybe the Hagley estate was like Maybe he was a miser or something, and people just didn't like him. And they're like, I'm going to put graffiti in your obelisk because, I don't know, Maybe. That's, that's what there is to do in, in, in that part of London, I guess. I'm not sure. 1943. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, unrelated. Well, not unrelated. The way you pronounce Birmingham was spot on, by the way. I, I was, yes. <laughs> I, I was expecting a Birmingham, but I, I was, I was, I don't know, that was pretty spot on. Birmingham. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> Birmingham. Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> that's what I got for um, who put Bella in the witch helm. Is that's still unsolved to this day? And I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to be solved at this point. Honestly, I, feel like I it think won't. they found yeah, a ton yeah, of I evidence, like and there's nothing to. more they can no. find. It's just one of those things that, are, unfortunately, are just never going to be solved. Well, that was good. That was very good. I enjoyed that. A little, uh, a little home mystery. From the motherland. Are you are you guys ready for, for a little bit of spook? Yes. I, I, I'm always up for anything paranormal. So I am ready, ready. All right. So this one just has like a really, really, really bad history. Like there's not so much of like paranormal like examples. It's just obviously haunted. <laughs> so. <laughs> Great. So <laughs> have you guys heard of. Paveglia Island in Italy. No. I have not. It sounds like a cheese. <laughs> close. It's an island. <laughs> <laughs> so close. It's an island. <laughs> so close. You're in the ballpark, Lexi. <laughs> in the ballpark. So, Paveglia is a small 17 acre island three miles from Venice. 
When you look at it, you'll see that there is a rather large building that takes up most of the island and that it is overgrown with vines, plants, and wildlife. Looking at it, you'd think it's only an abandoned building on a secluded island and not much else. But this island has a dark history that has earned it the titles of World's Most Haunted Island and the Island of No Return. That sounds like a holiday destination if I've ever heard one. <laughs> I do want to go there. <laughs> let's, but let's what's that meme that's like white people, like white people in a horror movie that are like, let's go. Yeah. It's me. I'm the white person in a horror movie. <laughs> I want to put that in my bio. <laughs> so let's start all the way at the beginning. There's There are records um, that there were people living on the island in the year 421. So, it's a, it's a little old. Um, these were the first inhabitants, and while there, they grew the small island into a flourishing community. It continued to grow over time and would evade and would evade invaders, being that it was so small that no one would really want to fight over it, and it was off the mainland. So when taxes and laws were invented, they evaded those as well. They were just like, that's the little island over there. That's the free people. Just leave them be. So everything changed in 1378 when the War of, I'm going to say it wrong, when the War of Chiogia or Chioja started, causing the people who had lived there for nearly a thousand years to evacuate to Venice for safety. The war ended in 1381 and those who tried to return saw that their island was destroyed and many, if not most, chose to leave it for good, leaving the island abandoned. So the Black Plague started in 1346 and made its way to this area in 1348. The plague had three total waves and affected this area in the 1600s and the late 1700s as well. In 1348, Venice had decided that the island was going to be used as a type of quarantine zone, aka you cough and you go there to die. That's what that island's (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it used to be like a flourishing community. Nobody lives there. Send the dying. That's where they live now. So uh, during the plagues, obviously, millions of people died. Uh, One out of three people would die in this area. During this wave and the wave of 1630, the dead and dying or extremely sick people would be dragged to the island and burned. Sometimes burned alive if they were too weak to fight. Fucking The center of the (laughs) island... Yes. (laughs) Yep, if you were too weak and too sick to fight for your life, they would just throw you in the pyre. The entire center of the island was used as a pyre, eventually burning a total of, you know what, I want you guys to guess. How many people do you think were burned and died on this island? Uh, I'm going to say, this is the Black Plague. Um, Mm -hmm. Two rounds of it. 300K total. Okay, Nam? It was two rounds, right? Two rounds of the plague. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only like a couple years of each, like in this area, that it was used for a quarantine zone. Okay. Um, 500,000 plus. Wow. You guys overshot it. It was 160,000 oh <laughs> on this I one was... island. <laughs> well, <you're... laughs> <laughs> you just killed Italy, but okay. <laughs> what was it? 60,000? 160,000. Oh, hey. On one I island. Was... Yeah, you were closer. Okay, yeah, I, I, this, I overshot it a little bit. If this was the price was right, you'd be I mean, winning like the hot tub in the car. So I, I, I was on. A, Actually, no, I don't think you can go over. Oh, <laughs> with the right. price I, is right. I was on a different continent. 
apparently to... <laughs> you killed a continent is <laughs> like, what happened. You know, I just killed an island. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs> so this wasn't the only island, though. That's only 160,000 people on that island that died. There's tiny islands surrounding Italy that were used as lazarettos, which is just the word for an institution for those with contagious disease. So basically, they had all these islands of quarantine zones. One of them had roughly 500 people die a day during the plagues. Wow. So. Wow. Um, after the plague, this island started to have a reputation for being haunted. wonder why. <laughs> uh, so during the early 1800s, Napoleon took advantage of this by using the island to store ammunition, weapons, and supplies. And I just, I put a note. Can we talk about how gross that is? Because it was like less than 50 years since all those people died. This oh, like human man. ash. That's that's fucked up. That's really <laughs> harrowing. It's kind of cucky. Wow. It's gross. Yeah. What are you doing, Napoleon? <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, this still backfired, though, as people still went to the island for it. <laughs> but is it worth it? Which caused battles and more lives lost on the island. Um, hence, just making it more haunted, building up more of a reputation of it having all this death surrounding it. So, if being used as a quarantine zone and um, a battleground wasn't enough, let's go to 1922. A mental hospital opened up on the island. Oh, good uh, which grief. is the- <laughs> <laughs> this island is getting no this rest. This island's just getting like. <laughs> battered on a constant basis isn't it the island's just like man i just want to break like just please (laughs) oh all these people died here Ooh, asylum next (laughs) like can't do can't put disney world there i guess (laughs) nope gotta make it a mental hospital it's not the happiest place on earth so that no (laughs) so it's the building that still stands today but the building is abandoned today The patients at this hospital would constantly tell staff that they would see plague victims wandering the halls and would hear screaming and cries for help from them at night. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. Hard pass. Immediately no. That's a hard no. That is a Like the staff, (laughs) the staff obviously didn't believe them or care, but like, I feel like a lot of them weren't like actually mentally insane to the point of like you know seeing things like yeah they might have been a little crazy but like not seeing things mm. and just seeing like plague victim victims like burning or screaming and crying for help like i mean i mean if you went if you went mental before then after that you you might very well be that's how the island works. If you don't, if you don't have a mental illness, they assign one to you. The goat, the resident ghosts will give you one. Do you, do you get hallucinations? Do you just like hear voices? Would you like to? <laughs> so were they really experiencing these hauntings? So let's look back at mental illness in 1922. People obviously did have um, incapacitating illnesses, but they also considered things such as morphinism, which is addiction to morphine, alcoholism, deafness, cocaineism, which is addiction to cocaine, and neurasthenia, which is basically just having like headaches and fatigue as mental illness. Like I, f- uh oh, <laughs> yeah. Or even just like you know hysteria, just being a woman. Like I feel like oh yeah, completely sane people could have been there, hearing screams and seeing dead people. Did um 
Yeah, it's very it's very likely that that people were who were not suffering from any mental ailment were there considering the way that asylums were used um, during that era. And that almost makes it creepier because it's easier to brush it off if it's somebody truly with like schizophrenia or hallucinations. But having it be somebody who's sane, whose only diagnosis was like, (laughs) I am a female who has headaches. Like, (laughs) did you, did you say that deafness was one? Deaf. Yes. Yeah, one of the articles I saw, because I just wanted to see, like, what exactly, like, some of the crazy things were considered mental illness. One of them was being deaf. How is being I deaf don't know. a mental... Okay. I don't... Maybe because your brain controls your ears. I, I don't know. I, I mean, if we want to get real technical, then everything's a mental illness. <laughs> Deafness. Because the brain controls most things. Like, can you imagine going to your doctor and saying, hey, I'm addicted to cocaine, and they're like, to the island. <laughs> to the island where the plague people are <laughs> wake up one morning he's just like i oh, say like, say okay. I, I can't my hearing seems to be really funny island that's that's insane that that's insane How, that's actually like flabbing a lot of times mental illness yeah it was just defined as like what people didn't want to deal with you know like people would be like oh i don't want to deal with a child that can't hear or um you know i don't want to deal with my brother who has a cocaine addiction (laughs) and you're just like oh okay we 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 sent him to the island we sent him to the island of no return and uh turns out that was uh that 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 turned out to be a universally kind of terrible idea history was history is wild (laughs) history we just we just did once upon a time we just did whatever and someday like in 20 years in the future when they have whatever the follow-up to podcasts is they talk about stuff like this or me talking about what we're doing nowadays and be like that was dumb why'd they do that i know this is really like (laughs) off tangent but this whole like you know sort of you can you know if if you're if you're deaf you're you're mentally ill and they'll send you to, to this but it reminds me of like how in like the old west if you're like oh so i've got a headache and they're just like have some cocaine and it's just like yes or like like so that's it like so i broke my leg and then this old west doctor would be like have some heroin and it's just like (laughs) rub some dirt on it here's some heroin for the pain whatever happens happens (laughs) crazy Whatever happens next is in God's hands. (laughs) (laughs) Not only was mental illness a very broad definition, but the treatment that these patients received could have perhaps made them see ghosts too. (laughs) The doctor on the premises was a careless man who performed... What do you guys? What do you guys think he did? Lobotomies. I'm, lobotomies. Yeah, I, I was to, yeah, I was about With um, really anything that fit up there, from what some oh, of the articles I read saw, like drills, Jesus. saws, not anything, anything to see what what could fit up there. An accordion. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like that sentence <laughs> at all. It is Frank Morris's accordion was probably like stuck <laughs> up there as well. <laughs> Oh Let's gosh. see what this button does. <laughs> Anything that could fit. I mean, and, and they probably weren't there. even sterilizing no. it either. They were probably oh, no. just like, oh, oh no. I can't they were find... probably just like spit shining it and just can't find the ice pick. Go grab me the, I don't know. Go grab me a sharp stick outside. There's so many things that could encompass anything that fits. Oh, so that w- those are my words, Jesus. not the articles. The articles oh. made it sound nicer, but you okay. guys have me as a host. Oh, okay. so that's, it's that's, gonna be vivid. That's fine. I'd rather 
the brutal honesty. <laughs> and the kicker, which I don't think any of them ever had it, but there was no anesthesia, no pain meds, Ooh. just just some brain tickling. Oh God, <sighs> I'm clenching. Second like collective imagine. breath. I can't. I can't. I truly cannot <laughs> imagine. I'm. Cl- I, I'm, I I'm, I'm. I'm actually. Go ahead, I was, I was, because I'm, my tangent's a little bit weird. Okay, I was, so I was, I was just about to say that I'm. I as soon as as soon as Kayla was like no anesthetic, I clenched so hard. Yep. <laughs> so, my, so um, oh. that the lack of anesthetic is actually why a lot of surgeries were performed so quickly before anesthesia was really introduced and used, like amputations. If you were a good surgeon you could like take off a leg in 10 seconds there was also rumor that he would take his patients up to the bell tower to perform secret procedures aka torture them until they would eventually die i have no idea what they did that's terrifying that's awful this guy seems like it's just more people stand up guy (laughs) yeah just more people dying on the island of no return um and he also was said to have gone mad either just from, I don't know, his own brain going mad or if he was seeing ghosts and he threw himself off the bell tower to his death. The hospital then closed in 1975 and nothing has been reopened since. What makes this place haunted besides everything I just talked about? (laughs) There are stories of people who have gone there and heard screaming and felt hands touching them as they were walking through. Because the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because the hospital is still there like if if you get to the island like you walk through it um i watched a couple youtubers um go through it and there's like still the a lot of the equipment is still there the lobotomy things are still there beds tubs like everything is still there locals say that sometimes they can hear screaming from the island at night and per one article there is an electromagnetic field around the island even though there's no source of electricity um locals have claimed to occasionally hear the bell of the tower which would be fine but the bell was removed decades ago so it's physically not there that's creepy it's like the the lake lanier bell that people Mm -hmm. hear so fishermen refuse to fish anywhere near there, and honestly, I don't think I would, just because of all the human remains that are on the island. The soil is said to contain 50%, or at least a ridiculous amount, of human remains. So I don't, like, like, I don't really disbelieve that it has probably at least around 30 to 50% of human remains in the soil, because of how many people were just burned there in one spot. So, that's too much. That's too, that's much, too much people yeah, that's, on one yeah, soil. That's too much. So this, along with bones that still occasionally wash up on shore from the island of all the plague victims, because it's like it occasionally just pops up. Um, the island has never been fully explored to look for mass graves, which there there's surely mass graves there. The other islands that were explored, um, they did have mass burial sites. Um, so nobody knows how many bodies are still on the island. A lot of people say that the island itself smells like decay. Um, one rumor oh. of construction workers were sent there to redo like the building or whatever they were meant to do. They just immediately stopped and left with no explanation. Um, a lot of people theorize that it's haunted. Like they were probably like having weird things going on. Yeah. Today, the island is blocked off and it is illegal to go there. However, people still do, and there are photos that we'll post on our social media for you guys to see. 
people who go there say it feels off and just unpleasant. And even like through the videos, it just looks like you're expecting something to pop out of the shadows. The island was recently bought by a rich businessman in 2014 who hopes to refurbish the island. <laughs> so, knowing all of this, I have a question for you guys. Would you visit the island if you were able to? I think if it was legal, I would, yeah. but I'm I'm definitely not willing to trespass for it. No. I would agree. Um, no? Okay. I... I'd, um... I don't know, like, my morbid curiosity might might make, might get the better of me, if I'm going to be honest. But I know that I would I would shit my pants very quickly, and I probably wouldn't <laughs> hang around. <laughs> I'd be, like, the, the slightest... No- I mean, if I hear the slightest noise in the house, I, I'm, I'm, like, on edge for the rest of the evening. So I think if I hear, like... The, the tiniest of sounds in this place, I would be... Like a scream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same, I, I, same. I, I, like, I hear, I hear weird noise downstairs. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I need to leave. Yeah. And like, if I heard something on that island, I'd be like, I'm just swan diving into yeah, the water. That's it. Swimming to mainland <laughs> Italy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to Rome. Goodbye. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got for you guys today. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. I like it. I know, like me, a good creepy story. Did you did you say that they're uh, they're looking to develop? I think so. The guy bought it. I think he wants to like redo it, but I I don't know what into what because there's probably bodies underneath it. Like, I, I have no idea. I was about what to say, like, doing with what it. could you? Like, you can't like just be like, I'm I'm just going to put some condos there. It's like, oh yeah, let's move here. It's perfectly they might. I mean, I mean, they that prob- might be might. exactly what they try and do. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Like that's immediately when you were like, they're look, they're looking to develop. I was like, they're going to build some sort of housing on there, aren't they? And going to be like, yeah, let's go live on this island. It's perfectly normal. Nothing <laughs> bad ever happened here. It's fine. It's fine. It's- Absolutely fine. <laughs> We're, we're absolutely not inviting more evil things to happen by putting condos over top of thousands of bodies. Condo um, immediately combusts. <laughs> right. I mean, you know that like there'll be a Florida man that would that would be there. They would, like Florida man would be like, ah, yes, I'm going there. I'm living. I'm I'm moving. I would, I'm not even gonna lie. I would go. I, I would probably go just to see. I would like. I would be curious. I don't blame you. I would be curious. I don't blame you. I think I definitely would like, again, if I could do it legally, absolutely. Like, I would love to go ghost hunting overnight at Gettysburg, oh, like, be because I love a good spirit chase. I love a good spook, but I don't, I don't want to get a criminal record over it. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's my limit. I'm a little bit of a goody two shoes in that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, uh, Dom. It is, it's been really fun. Oh, it's been a blast. Absolute blast. We've been we've been trying to put it together for a while, haven't we? So it was it was yeah. nice to finally sort of have have a point, have a time where we could all where we could all jump on. It's been really really fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Definitely do it again. I'd love to do more episodes with you guys for sure. But that was that was that was I don't know double wicked because there's two of it. Oh yes, I like it. That double was wait. Wicked. I think. I think last time we also made it double wicked. Oh, we did. So oh, we did. this was hauntingly wicked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that's a thumbs up.